Hey, buddy. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, Dan, we're going to be talking about when religious rules about rituals get a little strict. You got to get it right, Frank. (laughs) And what that means. The Lord God Almighty (laughs) has to approve... You, you yeah. have to sign it in triplicate. You have to fill out the form in triplicate. Fastidious. You've got to, you've got to acknowledge all mm-hmm. of the terms and conditions. Yeah. My God is a fastidious God. That's right. Yeah. That's very right. And uh, and so, yeah, we actually have a story that we're going to be jumping off from about a priest who did something wrong and got in trouble. So yeah. uh, stick around for that. Uh, first though, Dan, we got some stories from around the world. Yes, indeed. Mine comes from India, uh, where oh, a group goodness. of lawmakers, parliament, uh, members of parliament are all up in arms about a, uh, Indian city's airport code. Now, you know, the airport codes, those, it's the little three letter, yeah, city codes, sure. right? Where ours so like, is SLC right. here in Salt Lake City, and San Francisco is SFO, right? Yeah. Los Angeles is LAX, right? There's all, all some of the ones JFK, in, in, right? all of the ones in Canada for some reason start with Y. I don't know. Yeah, that's a little weird. Well, anyway, uh, what do you? Th- they're upset because they feel like the city's code is offensive. Mm. They find it offensive. What do, like? Three letters, Dan. I want you to take a, a wild stab in the dark. What three letters could possibly be offensive to name? Well, it can't be hell because H-E-L is Helsinki. So uh, I, I don't know. Gay. G-A-Y. Uh, apparently Gaia, the city of Gaia, their airport mm. code is G-A-Y, has been for a long time, I'm sure, but the the these members of parliament are all upset, and they are trying to do everything they can to get the uh, the, the the city code changed. Um, that is amazing. I just think if that city had any smarts at all, they would become a gay uh, just just like a, a tourist mecca. Well, they they already are a tourist Mecca. This is where supposedly where the Buddha uh, gained enlightenment in Gaia. Whoa. Oh, okay. Right. And and it has many other sacred uh, religious sites and receives thousands of pilgrims every year um, from the Hindu faith, Jain and Buddhist faiths. Yeah. So they don't need something to bring people into the area. Um, what these, uh, and the, the fuss is all about that, that, that somehow this is insulting to the people of this holy city, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. that, what could be is, worse than being gay, Frank? I know the, the locals, you know, uh, possibly might find it offensive or embarrassing, right? As, yeah. So according to these parliamentary committee members, they've, uh, petitioned the international, what is it called? The International Air Transport Association to who determines the three-letter codes, right? They are the ones who, who come up with the code, mm. and then that's that, right? Yeah. And, it's done. Uh, it's a so, done deal. And, and quite, quite important. Like uh, the India's 
let's see, civil union, civil aviation ministry, uh, actually petitioned the IATA to, to change the code, but they responded back saying that location codes are considered permanent and cannot be changed without strong (laughs) justifications, primarily concerning air safety. And also you guys are real gay. So just get over it. So just come out already. Yep. Totally crazy. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Of course they're going to get all upset. (laughs) I just, I just, why couldn't that have been a, a, an airport in like Alabama? That would have made me so happy. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm not flying into gay anytime soon, so I'm going to I'm going to take us to Tennessee. Uh-huh. Uh, now, you may recall that we have reported years ago and and ongoing. Uh, we have talked about the fact that uh, because obviously the the big push is from the evangelicals is to get as much Jesus. Into a, into the classrooms as they possibly can. Oh yeah, they will yeah. do anything they can to get Jesus in there. One of the things that one of the tacks that they took on this was to start Bible as literature classes mm-hmm. in their high schools, and we pinky swear, double dog promise that we're not going to indoctrinate kids. It's just the Bible. It's just a, a literature class. It's just the Bible as taught by a sec in a secular way. So don't worry about it. We <laughs> promise. Right. Of course. Which, it's exactly time, what happens. N- who would have seen anything coming? Like, obviously we trust them deeply uh, to do this, <laughs> to do this correctly. Right. Uh, but it turns out that that may not be the, the case. Oh, uh, no. Americans United for separation of church and state recently had to, had to uh, send in a letter to Hamilton County Schools uh, because they uh, might not be living up to the promise of a secular view of the Bible. <laughs> um, of of the uh, things delineated in this uh, letter are things like homework assignments that basically assume that the Bible is literally true with <laughs> questions like, like the number of days of creation. Uh, in the seven, you know, like you, like you had, like it's just a, a, a your standard question and answer. The what's the name God gave the garden He placed man in? That sort of thing. Mm. Not, no, not you could argue that that's still or allegedly, right? Or or like according to the Bible, but no, right. it doesn't say according to the Bible or or in the book or what. But you know, maybe you can get away with that one. Maybe we're just. I mean, obviously, we're just talking about the book, so. This is what happens. These are in the characters book. in the book. Yeah, you could say, yeah. you know, what you know, how did Gatsby how how far yeah. did Gatsby drive to get to the thing or whatever. So not according to the great Gatsby. Right, exactly. <laughs> so how okay, far is I, West Egg from East Egg? That's right. I'm gonna <laughs> give them a minor pass on that one. Don't worry, it gets worse. Students were actually told that the Bible was written, quote by prophets who were directly spoken to by God. Hmm. That's that's problematic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's now we've definitely stepped all the way into indoctrination territory. <laughs> Students were told to transcribe verses of the Bible uh 
that referred to Jesus and God, though nobody knows why, uh, what the academic value of that is. Uh, and then, <laughs> I, you know, there, it, it, get, it gets really bad here. Uh, they were shown a video produced by Bible Project, which is a, a group that is very much about converting viewers and literally show like like I, I there's an image that I see that I I, I saw that uh, two people standing at a crossroads and I say crossroads it's actually a fork in the road but there's a cross there so it's crossroads oh god and uh, if you take the left fork it's dark and black and white and evil. And if you take the right fork, it's like pretty purples and yellows and happy. Mm. And the obvious inclination. Uh, uh, I think I just invented a cool word. I'm going to go <laughs> with it. The well obvious uh, uh, thing that they're saying, because the real word isn't jumping to mind, is that uh, Christianity is the happy, good, right, sunshine choice. And anything else is darkness and sadness. Implication. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> great. Perfect word. <laughs> the implication. Yeah. Oh, my God. So is this the point where they read like the Robert Frost poem? Right. Two roads converge in the woods. <laughs> like, and I took, I took the one most Jesus-y. <laughs> and that made all the difference. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, the real crowning moment came, however, when the teacher wrote, apparently, the, uh, the Hebrew name of God on the, on the mm. board mm -hmm. in front of the kids and said, and apparently this is a direct quote, if you want to know how to torture a Jew, make them say this out loud. Oh, gee whiz. Here's a little, a little hint for you. Uh, listeners out there in listener land, if you ever start any sentence with, if you want to know how to torture a Jew, you're in a bad place and you need to stop and turn around. <laughs> Whatever you're doing in your whole life, if that's how you just started a sentence, you need to do some heavy duty reconsidering about everything. <laughs> I think if you want to know how to torture any group... Is probably a bad uh, a bad lead in, but the the Jews <laughs> it's especially wrong. That's uh, that's not cool. Yeah, that's yeah, not you've cool. you've you've definitely yeah exactly. Uh, the reason that we know any of this, by the way, is because there was a Jewish girl in the class. Oh God! Who apparently, because of a disability, was unable to take any other electives during that period. Oh God! But would have been fine with it because you know it's supposed to be a secular class. But uh, then she snitched. She ratted them out. <laughs> oh, that's vile. Yeah. Good. First of all, good for her. Yeah. Well done. For sure. Should have been, this thing should have been ratted out sooner, but you picked a good moment. Yeah. The, great job. Yeah. All right. Wow. Oy, oy, oy. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. We, uh, as, as long as talking about schools, I'm good. I got one too. I wasn't okay. necessarily going to do this story next, but 
let's just lead right into it. We'll just have um, some school stuff. This was actually referred to us uh, by a listener um, uh-huh. who uh, left us a, a voicemail leading us toward this story. Uh, over in uh, Huntington, West Virginia. Did you hear about this, Dan? The, um, the, Did where, I hear about Huntington, West Virginia? No, where this high school had a revival public Ooh. high school held a revival. Yeah. They have this class period called <laughs> uh, compass. It's a daily non-instructional quote unquote, non-instructional break in, uh, in the day during which students can study for tests, work on college prep or listen to guest speakers. Well, or the guest orienteering. Speaker, <laughs> if it's called compass, I feel right. like you should be able to do orienteering. That would be nice. They, yeah. And the guest speakers, on this particular day were, I guess, evangelical, some evangelical preacher uh-huh. who held a fucking revival. Uh-huh. And I don't know the the school is the spokesperson for the school district is trying to make it sound like maybe some wires got crossed and the, these teachers, they just, they didn't fully understand what was going on. And <laughs> we they don't took, know how they could have gotten this idea. And, and instead of just like this being something and this it's questionable just as something that's happening over there in the corner that you can opt into, which is right. how they're presenting it. That oh, right. that's all, already questionable, but right. certain teachers at the school took their classes that were in session at the time <laughs> yeah, and compelled the students to sit at the, uh, the revival and listen yep. to it. And once again, uh, there's a theme here. The Jewish student uh-huh. didn't appreciate it um, and was uncomfortable, asked to leave. The teacher said the classroom is locked nope you're staying damn Um, and uh well kid goes home and uh and uh, complains to uh, his parent who has this to say uh she says uh it's a completely unfair and unacceptable situation to put a teenager in yeah no kidding i'm not knocking their faith but there's a time and a place for everything and in public schools during the school day it's not the time or place. Listen, Jewish mother, who is who sounds very, very nice, uh, let me do some of the heavy lifting for you. <laughs> I knock the faith. <laughs> that is some bull that is a bullshit faith right there. It is stupid. <laughs> the practitioners are stupid assholes. Uh. I I the faith is complicit. Uh-huh. Knock the faith. Well, also, I, but I mean, I do feel some sympathy for that teacher because I mean, obviously that teacher took the whole class there because of that kid, that <laughs> Jew boy needs it more than anybody. <laughs> and then he wants to leave. Hell no. <laughs> you got to stay Jew boy. Uh, well, nonetheless, uh, it's a school of about a thousand students. Um, and this last Wednesday, um, or thereabouts, yeah, about last Wednesday, more than a hundred students uh, staged a walkout uh, in Good. order to protest uh, the 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 fact that this happened. Uh, they left their classrooms chanting "Separate the church and state." Nice. And uh, "My faith, my choice" was another chant. 
one of the students was holding a sign that said, my rights are non-negotiable. Love it. Um, and so, yeah, this is a small community. It's about 50,000 people. And they so, got a hundred kids doing that. They've got a hundred kids at the school. <laughs> that, that did this. You people are in trouble. <laughs> the you, you've lost the youth, my friends. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. No kidding. So the kids, my hat is off to you. Yeah, um, that's amazing. That is the right re- response. One in 10 kids at this school. Got it. Yeah. That is impressive i mean you got to figure some of them are just there because they get to get out of school and raise a fuss but they're still yeah, doing it they're still doing and their it. mom's gonna be mad at them so you know <laughs> i don't know it, it, it is kids these days right yeah that's, that's what go get them yeah go get them youngins i like it <laughs> well i we're just bouncing around from to every bad part of this country so i might as well keep that going and take us to missouri Ooh, uh, which beautiful uh, Missouri. Is it though? It's beautiful. You've been I've, through. I've been through some of it. Sure. There, there are some nice parts of Missouri for sure. Yeah. Uh, Rolly, independence. Rolly Hills. Mind. Oh yeah. That's a beautiful <laughs> area. <laughs> anyway, uh, <clears throat> their governor is one Mr. Mike Parson, who recently nominated uh, a, a someone to lead their department of health and senior services. Ah, okay. Uh, now he is obviously, since we're talking about Missouri, uh, Mr. Parson is a Republican. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as is like basically the entire legislature of Missouri. (laughs) And when he nominated, when he made his nomination, one Don Kauerauf, the, the rest Something came to light, which greatly dismayed the Republicans uh, of 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 the legislature okay. or the assembly or whatever the fuck they have there. All right, and that was the fact that though Mr. Kauerauf, uh is against mask mandates and vaccine mandates uh, and abortion rights, he he had at one point actually said in his out loud voice that the vaccines actually are effective. And he decried uh, Missouri's low vaccination rates as atrocious. Oh, oh, well, that was enough that they just weren't having it. And they refused to hold any hearings on him. And this pissed off the governor to no end, and he uh, jumped to the Twitter's, Twitterverse to uh, defend his nomination, uh, saying, Don is a public health expert uh, that is on record opposing masking requirements and COVID-19 vaccine mandates. He is outspokenly pro-life and morally opposed to abortion. So those are his first uh, this is those are the these qualifications. Are just like, check, check, check. These are good look things, for right? Like he, a, this is what a, he wants in a lead to the Department <laughs> of Health. That's what you want. Uh, the governor then tweeted a second tweet in the in the thread. Missourians, Missourians. I don't know how how Probably. they would say it there. Know that I share these beliefs and would not have nominated someone who does not share the same Christian values. <sighs> Yet, senators chose to believe baseless rumors, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the point is, um, y- 
you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> That's it's not okay to say uh, that you would never nominate someone who doesn't share your Christian values. That's in the United States Constitution and everything. Oh, Dan. Yeah. Dan. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's we, just we, we, it, the Constitution, Dan. <laughs> and they didn't yeah, really mean that part. Right, right? exactly. The Constitution, they, like the Bible, only means the things that we <laughs> like it to mean. It, uh, you, you don't believe the parts that are inconvenient. Uh. Those don't count. Uh, in, this was pointed out to the governor in a tweet actually by a, uh, a member of the the state, the state house, uh, who happens to be Jewish, who, oh, said, who tweeted, I'm curious, Governor, if this is a standard you traditionally use. Uh, Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution strictly prohibits a religious test as a quali- qualification to any office or public trust. Considering that, I then must ask the question, would, you, would someone who is Jewish, such as myself, be considered for a nomination? And the answer I to that is I think that's a very no. good question. Of course the answer is no. Of course not. Duh. <laughs> why, why are you asking that? Also, oh, this episode is like the Jews to the rescue episode. of. Uh, oh, I think, think we have our title. <laughs> Jews to the rescue. That's a, the, If that's not the title of the episode, everybody look at your phone right now that you're listening to this on. And see if that's the title of this episode. And if it's not, Frank has failed. Oh no! Two days from today, I just wrote it down. Okay, good. So, <laughs> oh man, yeah. Uh, obviously, there was pushback from the FFRF and uh, and other uh, and others. But yeah, uh, he he made sure to say he said it right out loud that uh, yeah we're uh, we have a you have to be a Christian. And his kind of Christian. You have to be his style of Christian to get a nomination from that guy. Well, yeah, you can't be one of those who, like, believes in any kind of, like, like science. Right, right. Or, or like, what masks work. Some know? of those Christians, there are Christians out there who say things like, gay people are okay, or, like, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. I want to defend trans folk. Those are not real Christians, Dan. Yeah, they don't, as he puts it, they do not share the same Christian values. Oh. Which points out the fact that he understands that there are differing Christian values. <laughs> I think that's interesting. Oh. All right. Well, I have a COVID story, Dan. Oh, good. You. This are one having to do with COVID. Oh, no. Somehow I've avoided it. You'll get it. I've been so reckless. <laughs> You'll get it. And I haven't gotten it. Isn't that a peach? But anyway, um, oh, the military, the U.S. military, Dan, mm. uh, they have a, 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 mac, a vaccine mandate, right? Sure. For, yeah. For the COVID, COVID vaccine. And they also have vaccine mandates for a whole shit ton of other vaccines. That yeah, they've had. 17 other vaccines that they require. Yeah. And uh, so the headline that caught my eye is air force denies over 3,200 religious exemption appeals for COVID vaccine. Well done. You United States air force. (laughs) Yeah. They have uh, approved nine religious exemptions. 
That's it. Okay. They have. I want to uh, know what the what what the ones that they approved were all about. Yeah, the story doesn't go into that. They don't say what would be a um, valid religious exemption. But obviously, right. there are a lot of men and women who are clamoring uh, to uh, to 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 get an exemption. Um, over three thousand requests denied. There are twenty five hundred pending. Uh, just in the Air Force, uh, the Marine Corps uh, is the only other branch of the military that has approved religious exemptions, and they've granted three so far. The wow. Army is like, nope, no <laughs> way. Fuck off with that nonsense. Get out of here. <laughs> what are you talking about? So apparently there have been over 14,000 requests total uh, spanning all branches of the military. And yeah, the army has, has announced its uh, intention to discharge. Actually, they're the final military service to announce its intention to discharge service members refusing to comply with the mandate. Uh, that's, that puts over 3,300 soldiers in jeopardy of being removed. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, the, I, the phrasing they use, let's see separation proceedings i think was the euphemism um that i was just like or administratively separated oh is is how they're phrasing it um but yeah this is from the secretary of the army christine warmoth Uh, she says army readiness depends on soldiers who are prepared to train deploy fight and win our nation's wars Unvaccinated soldiers present risk to the force and jeopardize readiness. We will begin involuntary separation proceedings for soldiers who refuse the vaccine order and are not pending a final decision on an exemption. Wow. Um, Involuntary separation. Yeah. uh, They should just call it conscious decoupling. (laughs) I... When so, I think about this, it, you know, it's funny. I saw somebody tweet about this and they were like, we're losing all, we're going to be losing so many soldiers, blah, 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 like thousands. But the ones and you want to lose. And I was like, A, yeah, we we don't want those ones. And <laughs> B, yeah, okay, great. You know, give us back some of the money that we've been spending on this incredibly bloated military. It's yeah. just, we're just throwing money away. We have way too much military as it is. Don't replace them. Kick them out. Let's uh, let's let's pare this down. Let's 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 get a lean, mean fighting machine going. Well, and also when you consider just the overall size of our military, right? Yeah. Uh, how many people? Yeah, there's like over eight hundred thousand. No, active duty Dan is one point four million. <laughs> <laughs> members of the of the military okay that is a big number that is a um, big yeah we might be able to we might do okay if we lose three thousand of, <laughs> of the ones who are anti-vax that cannot be right our standing oh. army is 1.4 million that is yeah. correct i'm looking at other sources now <laughs> holy I, crap i just i just feel like if we ever actually used our military to its full capacity we could just we uh, yeah it would be bad. Let's I mean, not do that. Granted, that is not 1.4 million soldiers. Correct. Right. But they're mostly soldiers, like mostly like service people. Yeah, but I mean, it's that, that's well, I not guess, I mean, people I guess with a gun of, who'd be marching at you if you yeah. pissed us off, right? Like that's... 
I'm shocked we're still doing that. We've got so many drones. Like, why would we even use a people? <laughs> anyway, uh, I to close this out, I am going to... I, there's, I, I saw a really interesting uh, article in BuzzFeed. We've talked, I believe, on this show about prayer apps and prayer uh, web, websites. Yeah. To me, they are the most bafflingly goofball thing I can think of. Like, why is technology getting involved here? You literally just can, anywhere you are, you don't even have to use your words. You can just, in your brain, go, hey, Jesus, and that's a prayer. Like, you don't have to do anything. But uh, apparently, everybody wants to get a community involved. (laughs) Community involved? You mean, like, so, like, social media type approaches to prayer yeah i mean so that's what these are right they you 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 need you put out a call and you say come on all you prayer warriors my (laughs) child has just got run over by a lawnmower and i need your prayers for him to get be able to reattach his foot or whatever it is (laughs) um and apparently you know i guess the thinking is that you know the prayer of one person about a little boy is uh meaningless to god but you know you get 20 or 30, God can't ignore that shit. So, Except for the fact that he does. like All why, the fucking time. Like, <laughs> it doesn't, it, it, whether he, it's a large number or one person praying. Right. It's the same success rate. How many people were praying, A, that Donald Trump would win the election, <laughs> B, that the election would be overturned, C, you know, like they, they prayed by the millions for this. Well, I mean, I was praying that he would lose the election, so there was. So you counter you counteracted one of them. <laughs> Don't. That's how yourself. you have to do it. You have to get in there. It's prayer war, right? Yeah. You mass the most numbers, and it's you win. Be how they see it, to some extent, they got it. <laughs> they've got to see it that way because numbers mean something to them. Anyway, uh, here's what they're not taking into consideration. Uh, when they download that app, when they log on to pray.com or whatever it is, that website, that app is tracking all of their stuff, is paying attention to what they're praying for, and is selling that information. Oh, no. Their, their prayers might start coming true. <laughs> this is the only way that it'll ever work. But yeah. like if they could have like like Santa's little workshop, right? And uh Oh my god, that's brilliant. Send I love... out send out answers to prayers somehow. <laughs> I love the thought that the that their prayers are coming true, but not because they're praying to God, but because they're actually in point of fact praying to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Who has their credit card on file and is just sending them stuff. Well, or to Facebook, who then starts shooting ads their way for like right. troubled marriage. Try this, blah blah blah. <laughs> They're like, it's the most amazing thing. The Lord I was has praying started sending my me prayer ads. <laughs> uh, Dan, believe me, there's somebody <laughs> out there. There is somebody out there who's thought that those prayer, that those ads were answers to prayers. Yeah, yeah. These ding-dongs. Yeah. Meanwhile, there are other people who are just finding out about this 
and feeling very ill at ease about the whole thing. <laughs> they thought that they were that they had privacy. By the way, uh, this is just a little quick public service announcement to all of our listeners over fifty. Please, on your Facebooks, your your Twitters, whatever, stop forwarding all of these. I do not give permission for Facebook to use my blah blah blah. Because guess what? You did give permission. Uh. The, the day you signed up, you clicked accept on the terms and conditions. That's the whole thing. <laughs> and it's the same with the, uh, with the pray.com and the glorify mm. and the hallow, which are all prayer uh, mm. things. Yeah. You, you know, the second you click accept. Yeah. They, uh, they, but, and, and the thing is that these, these guys are not just selling information. They're buying their customers information from other sources so that they can better package it. So they buy your information from Facebook, then package it with, and they claim that it's not, they claim that it's not like, you know, we, we don't sell your prayers to anybody. We don't sell your specific prayers, but what they do is they take granular things like keywords and they sell those. Mm. So, uh, yeah, the, it's, uh, you're basically all of these people are basically like, sure, you know, Silicon Valley, you can spy on my most intimate thoughts and and feelings. Mm. Here you go. Wow, that actually do. makes me feel bad for them. Oh, that actually sorry. made me feel bad for them. I right apologize. there, because it's so pathetic. <laughs> it's so sad. Ugh. If you ever want to, like, I actually have gone onto these websites and it is amazing. Like, I would never make fun of these people to themselves or whatever. <laughs> but because you see, like, it is the most honest place on the internet. I will say that. It is not, you know what I mean? Definitely don't go if you want to troll them. Don't do that. That would be the worst thing. But go on there and just read people's prayers because they literally, it's the only place on the internet where people just open their hearts and it's actually touching sometimes and funny other times it's a fascinating place to go i actually but, think it's really interesting i mean th these are people who are in pain right like sometimes yeah or sometimes they're celebrating something you know what i mean like it's uh, it's okay. it's very interesting to see and the, and it's and you can trust that for the most part it's all honest so wow. anyway, there you go. If you have have a secret prayer that you would like us to then sell uh, your information about, please feel free to write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. We've got correspondence coming right up. Well, Frank, Dan, you and I have talked about David Barton before. He mm, is mm -hmm. a darling of the uh, of of the right. Uh, he is a quote unquote. He is he is the opposite of a historian, which is he is someone who lies about what happened in history to fit an agenda, <laughs> which is delightful, uh, and he would like to perpetuate some of those lies right now, and I'm going to let him. So we're, we're just going to listen to him talking wrongly about what the Bible says and then correlating that 
to something that's wrong about American history. So, <laughs> all right. Take it away, David. Say, God has a lot to say about economics. You know that God talks about what we call the capital gains tax. The Bible also talks about things like the estate tax, the inheritance tax. It talks about progressive taxes. It talks about flat taxes. It talks about capitation taxes. The Bible has so much on economics. It's interesting, even as Jesus and, and, and Peter were talking, and Jesus said, Peter, he said, tell me, who, who pays taxes, the children or the foreigners? And Peter said, oh, that's easy. Children don't pay taxes. It's the foreigners that pay taxes. Really? Yeah, see, that's why in early America, you didn't tax the citizens. There was no direct taxes. We had to alter the Constitution to be able to tax you directly because we had all the taxes on the foreigners. We had all the tariffs and all the, all the different ways of taxing the things that came from the outside, not, not the inside. Well, that was a tax piece of policy out of the Bible. What an amazing thing that would be to go back to that. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> As long as you don't research anything he just said, <laughs> you can justify uh, taxing, you can justify a lot of different really interesting tax positions. Apparently, Jesus was super into getting rid of the estate tax. He hates the estate tax. It's amazing how, like, literally, they're taking the words of a man who said the phrase, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. Right. And then saying, but he supports taxation in a way that benefits only the wealthy. <laughs> that is an amazing perspective for someone to take. And also, uh, no, we didn't have to alter the Constitution for uh, taxation of citizens. <laughs> Anywho, there you go. Uh, he, he, he's a cute one. He's a peach. So we had some folks write into us and call into us. Uh, I, let's start off with a voicemail this let's time. Let's do, Dan. We have one from Donnie from Mount Shasta. Well, hooray. Um, and he, uh, he's basically chiming in to back up something that you had to say about our state and how, how we've dealt with COVID. So oh. let, let's have a listen. Oh, good. Hey guys, Donnie here, Mount Shasta, you know me. Anyway, so I was listening to episode 527 and uh, Dan was uh, talking about the outbreak at the Missionary Training Center and he's like, Utah County is treating, the, treating it like there's never been a pandemic. Well, I just moved my best friend back to Orem. Uh, I just got back to California two days ago and that is incredibly true. So I drive in, I've got the U-Haul, I order some food from like a Cafe Rio or something, right? And I walk in, and I've got my mask on, and literally nobody in the place is wearing a mask. Not only are they behaving as though there's no Omicron surge, they're behaving as though there was no pandemic at all, ever. Um, none of the staff was wearing a mask. There was no social distancing whatsoever. It was just absolutely business as usual. So I pay for my food. Obviously, I throw it away as soon as I get, uh, as I get back to my hotel. And for the next two days while I was there unloading the truck, uh, live off of what I could you know, get it at a grocery store, you know, like salad mix and hummus and, you know, meats and cheeses that come prepackaged in, in, you know, in, you know, food safe packaging. Uh, but I'll tell you what, when I first landed in Sacramento, I had never been as happy to see Sacramento in my entire life because when I got off the plane and went into the local gas station, like all but one person was wearing a mask and staying the heck away from other people. So yeah, Utah County, it was a trip to go back. I'll tell you what. Anyway, have a good one, guys. I always love the show. You know that. 
<laughs> oh, oh, our our fair little state here. I tell you what, it feels a little weird to hear someone from a place that takes it seriously. Mm. To be perfectly honest with you, it feels a little weird to me to be like, oh, you, you have a place where you care about it. Like, I have long since given up worrying about food that someone oh. has breathed <laughs> no, over. I know. Like, that, that's so... <laughs> I do not have that concern at all anymore because I've just, I've just had to give it up. It doesn't... I would never throw away the food. Yeah. I'm not inhaling it. I'm just I'm I'm just eating it. I I've, I've had to make all of these bargains with myself. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh I know, Thanks, amazing. Donnie. Grandpa Jerry wrote into us uh just to give us a little a fun little thing. Uh, you remember Frank that we were that we were talking about or or that we last week the the audio that we played was a guy just being just saying basically nonsense words. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. He just didn't make any sense. Anyway, uh, Grandpa Jerry says, On the podcast today, the story about the guy who spewed the word salad reminded me of a quote from the old Dick Van Dyke show. At a cocktail party, Rob Petrie said of, uh, of a stuffy intellectual, he has the ability to say things that at first seem vague, but in reality are meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. That's a... That is a talent that uh, that many a pulpit dweller has. <laughs> so, thanks, Grandpa Jerry, for that yeah. little quote. And the uh, Dick and Van then, Dyke show. Well, yeah, done. that's a. I love that show. Well, On reruns, of course. Why? Why wouldn't you? What's not to love? Yeah. He falls over the ottoman every single episode. <laughs> Who didn't love that that opening? Well, we've got another uh, voicemail. This one's from Cody from. Here in our fair state, uh, and he, I, I'll let him say what he's got to say. Hey, everybody. This is Cody from the Richfield, Utah area. I've been a longtime listener and recently heard the episode about grief and death. And I have two things that help me. The first thing I like to do is to feel my feelings when they happen. If I'm at work and I feel a sob fest coming on, I just let it roll over me. I get to a place mentally that I can take a few deep breaths, put my game face back on, and go back to work. If people ask, I tell them what's up. I've had some deaths in my life recently, and I'm just working through it. The second thing I do is a physical act coupled with a mental exercise that might not be for everyone. When I'm really missing someone that has died, I will light a candle for them. Fire has a certain kind of life to it, a heat, a comfort. And the hard part is, when I think I'm ready, I think of all the memories I have of the person I'm missing, the good and the bad, then I let go and say goodbye as I blow out the candle. Honestly, I've totally let candles burn out rather than blow them out because, you know, feelings. But this has been my best way to focus, remember, and release. I don't know if anyone else does anything similar, but my little my little ritual has certainly helped me. Anyway, thanks for having Dr. Death on last week. That was great. Um, appreciate all you guys do. Bye. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, I think that that I think I, I you know for a lot of people having a ritual can be so helpful. Yeah, when it comes to to grieving. So well done. And also, yeah, I love the idea of fucking crying at work. Just have a cry. You're going to be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Good job. Yep. 
All right. Hey, Frank, do we have anybody to thank? We do, Dan. We have some new supporters on Patreon, people who went to thinkgodimatheist.com and clicked on the support tab. And It's uh, really the best kind of people, absolutely. if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, so we need to thank uh, a new deacon by the name of Paul. Ooh. Thank you so much. Thank and you. And we have a new patriarch, Dan. Whoa! By the name of Thomas. Thomas. Calm down, Thomas. That's amazing. <laughs> Well done. Uh, so thank you to the both of you so much uh, for your support. It really yeah, it means a lot uh, to know that we have your support, and it also really does help keep the show going. Uh, uh, and those guys get magic powers now. We bestow upon them the priesthood, bada bing, bada boom, your magic. <laughs> so if you, listener at home, would like to be like these fellas and become magical creatures... We can make that happen for Don't believe any of this, your stardust nonsense. That doesn't make you magic. <laughs> Getting the priesthood from us is what makes you magic. Mm-hmm. So go to, go to our website, thankautomatheist.com. Click the support us. Please, we, uh, it, it helps us tremendously. Uh, and and, and uh, we are just endlessly grateful for it. Uh, and we have one more person to thank. We do indeed, Dan. Our top donor, our Lord and Savior, Demonium. Thanks so much, everyone. There's more show coming up. Dan. Uh, Is is that a bad way to start a segment? (laughs) Do we have to talk about this now? (laughs) No, I kind of like this one, actually. I kind of like where we're going on uh, the, 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 the trip that we're headed on with this. Yeah. Well, you sent me a story this afternoon uh, about a Catholic priest who has had to resign because he was saying one word wrong when he was performing baptisms. Yeah. And now the, the Catholic church has determined that all of those baptisms that he performed are null and void. Those people are not baptized god could not overlook the error of one priest yeah and has rejected those those souls i hope nobody died i hope nobody died i hope everybody's been able to be baptized correctly because if you're catholic you don't you don't get a second run at it the way the mormons do no if you're catholic and you die having not been baptized you weren't catholic you're going to hell as a matter of fact, so this actually came from uh, an article in the, the National Catholic Reporter, I guess. Oh. Uh, and, and what happened was uh, Father Andres uh, was saying, uh, basically, he, he kept saying, we baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. And the the thing that he's supposed to say is, I baptize you in the name of the blah, 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 blah. Oh, it's not the royal we. It's not the royal we. And it's like... And what's really weird to me, I don't know, this is just a weird side note, but the objection that the Catholic Church raised to this, they said that the issue with using we is that it is not the community that baptizes a person, rather, it is Christ and him alone. Well, that guy ain't Christ. Yeah. That guy's Father Andres. What are you talking about? It's just really weird. Anyway. So uh, it's, it can't it be father Andreas and Jesus. 
Right. Like, so we, he's probably right. And, and if Father Andres can do it, why can't the rest of the people there in the name of Jesus, they pray in the name of Jesus. Why yeah. can't everybody be part of a baptism in the name of Jesus? Anyway. Well, it's not it's, really our role to call them out on their stupid rules. No, 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 not at all. Not at all. What's amazing about that, and you know, Hammond Mehta had a really wonderful thing where he pointed to a, an article where a guy who was a priest named Matthew Hood, Father Matthew Hood, uh, actually went and looked at a camcorder recording of his own baptism mm-hmm. when he was a when he was a baby yeah and caught that they had said that that priest had said we instead of i as well oh shit he's a priest he's not even a catholic oh anyway, my god wow the 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 funny thing about this is that i mean none of these people are thinking this all the way through of course there's this tendency toward sticklerism mm-hmm. when it comes to sacraments, when it comes to oh, yeah. uh, holy ceremonies and whatnot. You and I, having been raised in Mormonism, participated in the blessing of the sacrament, yes. which is a, a weekly thing that some pimply teenager does. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it's you just break a the prayer. bread it's and you pray over it. You bless and it. It's, and it's very yeah. It, it, it's one of the very few set prayers in Mormonism. Right. Uh, there are there's one for the water and a different prayer for the bread. Yeah. And that's right. I said water. Ain't got no wine in Mormon church, buddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you mis- make a mistake and do this prayer incorrectly as a pimply teen. The bishop will walk all the way over from his high point on the at, at the dais and and like oh, you gotta do it again. And we would and look have, over for approval, right? Did, did we do it right? And then there'd be like a thumbs up, and then we could proceed. That's <laughs> how we you, handled it. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, regardless, if you fuck it up, uh, you get to try take another run at it because. Uh, it's absolutely vital that you say all the right words in all the right order. It doesn't work if the incantation isn't said correctly. Your little magic spell over the bread right, right is it, not going to work. It turns it into special bread. Wonder bread. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, just the <laughs> cheapest damn bread you can imagine. <laughs> anyway, uh, and also, like, and, and the other thing is, you know, we... There's there's baptism. That's one of the other very few uh, set prayers in Mormonism. And you pointed out, we Mormons do baptisms for the dead, which is like this rapid fire baptism mm-hmm. where they're like, I baptize you for in the name of blah, blah, blah. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, splash. I baptize you for in the name of blah, blah, blah. In the name of blah, 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 and the Holy Ghost, splash. Well, there's plenty of times, I'm sure, when they mess that up. Well, but the thing is, there's also, it's not even just like, what you say like right. it is so critical because it's baptism by immersion it has you have to be fully immersed yeah like yeah not, completely not, not a hair above water like it doesn't matter that like your foot went down while your head was up and then your head goes down your foot pops up you your whole body got wet but that's not good enough right <laughs> right it, it all your head has to be down while your foot's down while all your hair Every single hair has to be submerged. So the ladies have to like tie their hair back and shit. So it doesn't float and whatnot because men do not have long hair in Mormonism. No, no, no. 
that would be so. that would be bad. <laughs> uh, but nonetheless, yeah. So like, because once again, God can't look past. You know, when when he's decided that something has to be done this way, <laughs> by God, it has to be done that way. Which period. Is- He's a total dick about it. He's a total dick about it, which is so absurd because you know that people have missed it. Mm-hmm. So good people who have tried to do the right thing and have, you know, followed all of the rules because of some technicality. Like if you asked one of these priests or one of the Mormon bishops, will this technicality keep this person from getting into heaven? It seems impossible that they would say no, or or rather that they would say, yes, that person can't go to heaven. This good person who dedicated their life to blah, blah, blah. Right. And yet they've trapped themselves. Right. Because in the moment it has to be done correctly. Right. But if it like slips and nobody notices, then oh, God's going to be like, oh, it's okay. I'll tell you what it is, Dan. And this is where Mormonism always loops back around to. That's what the millennium's for. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what the, the millennium's Mormons, for. The Mormons have some outs that other religions don't have. <laughs> the Mormons have given themselves some back doors. Yeah. Uh, They've got a to, thousand years to make it all right. Oh, shit. That Kathy wasn't actually baptized. <laughs> oh, no. Well, we're not going to. We're going to do some retroactive baptism here. Yeah, for don't her. worry. That's what the millennium's for. Kathy can sit tight in uh, in <laughs> purgatory. <laughs> we'll get to her. We'll She'll get around fine. to her. In the long run, she's going to be just fine. It'll be all right. <laughs> it's it's kind of amazing. The, it does feel like. You either have to be full on stickler and God and God says, fuck you to anyone who doesn't get all of the everything's or you got to just like be like, yeah, this is a, uh, this is mostly symbolic. This is large. This is for you. This isn't for God. God can see, but they don't do it that way. No, they, they try to have their cake and eat it too. It is yeah. amazing yeah. how dumb it all is. Like, you look at the fear in the face of a Catholic who might be dying and there's no priest anywhere nearby to do last rites. Mm. Yeah. That's that is that is abusive. Yeah. To 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 put that fear into a human being. Or that that dying person turns out father uh what was his name again? Andres. Andres was the one who did their baptism and they're like Oh no. Right? Grandpa. It was Father Andres. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Those last rites aren't gonna do you any good. You weren't even baptized. <laughs> good Lord. I mean, why don't they do last rites with the baptism? Just include it with the so do all of the rites all at the same time for the babies. No, they're the last rites. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so you do them last. No, but you, you do yeah. them all in order, and you do last rites last, and then uh, and then they're good. <laughs> right when you're a baby, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That way, know. that way, there's no way you're going to miss out on any of the important ones. You do, you do your baptism. I mean, last rites your... suggest that there's an order to things. Yeah. So, like, isn't like catechism one of the? I don't know. I, that's I don't not know a rite. That's more like a torture. 
I think. Or is it first communion? Catechism yeah, you leads gotta, to first communion, right? Yeah, you got to stuff a cracker down their mouth and give them a, <laughs> a straw full of wine and then marry them off and, to someone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. The point, I, it's just amazing how much you have to back yourself into a corner when you start doing, when you, when you start building not just a belief system, but an ordered religion. When you mm. start to build like something that has rites and rituals and whatever, you yeah. just, you're going to back yourself into a corner. You're going to fuck yourself up. Yeah. Because I mean, as soon as you start having like these things, you know, like even if like your first generation of believers is all like super chill and relaxed, like, Oh, it's no big deal. You said it wrong. Who cares? Right. That's not how it's going to stay. Right. Because the Orthodox people are the ones and the fundamentalists, they're the ones who are going to eventually take over the whole damn thing. Right. You're going to have a miscavige next. (laughs) The second you have your Brigham Young, you're in trouble. (laughs) Joseph Smith can be as cool as he and John and Ron L. Hubbard can be as cool as they want to be. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, somebody else is coming along next and, uh, it's going to, things are going to get wacky. Not good. That's awesome. <laughs> oh boy. Well, friends, uh, if you ha- if you grew up with some rituals and 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 rites that you now realize might not have been the most logical thing in the world in your religion, please write into us. Tell us about it. We'd love to hear it. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and tell us about it. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. We'll sell your information. We won't. We No, no, no. We don't. The only thing, Facebook the only thing stopping us from selling your information is that we don't know anyone to sell it to, but we don't, so we won't. Don't worry about it. And if you'd like to join one of our members-only lounges, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only. And there's links there. It'll take you where you need to go. Yes. Thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of you, our dear friends, for tuning in. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.